today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The, the economy performed a lot better than most anybody thought. I mean, go, go back, go back six, eight, twelve months, and and, and if you tell someone, told, told someone in, in my seat or or uh, any economist that that, uh, that that overnight policy rates would be at four and a half percent and the economy would still be hanging in there, uh, I don't think they believe you. It's uh, Benjamin uh, Reitzes, who is a, a BM, BMO economist, uh, talking about the Bank of Canada's uh, actions uh, over the last little while that, uh, that a lot of people were concerned and maybe thought there wasn't going to be a rate hike last time around uh, because things seemed to be getting better, but apparently not. Uh, but what they're doing now is trying to be more transparent and, and give us some, some sort of idea as to what criteria they're actually evaluating. And uh, I don't know if that uh, assuages anybody's concerns about the higher rates, but uh, it's the way things are these days. I want to bring our next guest in to talk about this, Moshe Lander, who is a senior economics lecturer uh, at uh, Concordia University. Uh, Moshe, pleasure to have you back on the program. Uh, Before this, was there any idea at all about the boxes that these guys checked or what they were actually looking for? Uh, I mean, they they want to see inflation be tamed and everything, but uh, a lot of people were thinking, wait a second here, we're over the worst of this. Why did they raise hikes again, rate hikes again? Uh, Give me your thoughts on on what happened and why. Yeah, I I don't think that they were looking at anything that was unusual, right? They're looking at GDP and to see if the economy is tipping into recession. They're taking a look at the labor market to see if there's any sign of wage pressure. They're taking a look at foreign factors and how that influences Canada and uh, what that means in terms of the exchange rate. So, you know, the the fact that they're publishing this is uh, somewhat reassuring then, I think, for the general public that it's not just some sort of black box that nobody really understands why they do what they do. Uh, To economists, we look at it and say, yeah, that's what we would have been looking at too if we had to make the decision. It's it's because I know a lot of people, as, as we talked about this on the program, were thinking, well, you know, how did they make that decision? Well, Mr. Backman just said it's not dead yet. Just you know, keep kicking at it here, uh, and and maybe that's to, for the best anyway. And and I guess when you put this in context, I think you mentioned this the last time you were talking with us. Uh, when you look at the Federal Reserve is doing south of the border, uh, Canada really had no choice here. I mean, you know, when they say this is going to happen for the next little while, uh, we can't be up here and simply saying, "Don't worry, the worst is over." Just doesn't we usually work that way? We're, we're pretty much you know, tied at the hip, aren't we? We are, but I think we're going to see something interesting at the next uh, meeting where we're going to see um, that there's a disconnect between the Fed and the Bank of Canada. Normally, you're right. When the Fed moves, we usually match them. But uh, I think we're doing better with inflation than the Americans are. And, and I think that we're going to put uh, a pause on rates for a while. Uh, and let the Americans go do their own thing. The interesting aspect is going to be what that does to the Canadian dollar and if that Canadian dollar movement itself brings inflation back into this country. Well, and one of the things that I guess is somewhat confusing to some people is, you know, we're, we're talking about employment and this is a, a bit of a different kind of a, a financial situation that we're in right now because employment's not a major problem. Uh, but we still hear about worker shortages, though, Moshe. And, and as as you said, and as Mr. Macklin has, has reiterated, uh, if, if you know, they're, they're having trouble finding employees, there's a possibility that wages are going to be impacted. I mean, positively for the employee. Uh, but in the same token, that means, you know, that, that the inflation battle is not over. That's really just kind of feeling the fire, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's the amazing thing is that the inflation that we've been seeing uh, over the last 12 months or so has not been because of wage price inflation, right? Wages have remained relatively tame. And, and that's the thing, of course, that that has uh, employees very upset. 
The thing is that if workers do get their way and start trying to make up for lost time, they get 5%, 10% raises, well, businesses are going to have to pass that along in some capacity, and that becomes inflationary as well then. And so, you, you know, where the, the Bank of Canada is looking is they're saying because there are these labor shortages, because there are still uh, gaps in the labor market, that is the perfect environment for this wage price inflation to show up. And so that's what has them a little bit worried um, and that's, again, one of those things that they're going to look at in, in the coming months, that when they talk about the economy remaining resilient, and that's a good thing in some extent, but it, it's it's a bad thing elsewhere that if it's resilient, that means that, that there's businesses still looking for workers, and that gives workers leverage in negotiation. And I don't think we've seen any outrageous settlements yet, but you're suggesting that the, the possibility still exists for that. Or the other side of that coin, of course, is the company says no, and you've got yourself a, a labor you know, confrontation. Uh, there's all sorts of different circumstances that can come out of this. Yeah. And again, you know, we've seen that um, back in the summer, the the governor of the Bank of Canada was saying something to labor along the lines of you're just going to have to eat this one uh, and accept it. And of course, that upset a lot of people that why are we being made to suffer uh, because of inflation that's not of our doing? And in this particular case, what he was trying to say was, you know, you're, you're only going to make the problem worse. You're only going to make it so that we have to increase interest rates more and more aggressively um, if you do get your way with these labor negotiations. So it's kind of a no-win situation. And that's why when you and I have been talking in the past, uh, I keep saying that this is kind of a once-in-a-generation sort of inflation that we're experiencing. It's not the normal demand-driven alone. It's demand-driven along with supply constraint issues. And it's that supply constraint issue that continues to pose a problem for the Bank of Canada in deliberating what to do. I want you, if you could, Moshe, address something else. Some emails I'm getting over the last couple of days uh, since some of the comments from Mr. Macklin this week. Uh, we know that we're at about, what's just over 6%, I guess, inflation. Uh, the goal, they tell us, is two, a little over two, maybe. Uh, how long is that going to take? I mean, you know, are we near that? Is it all of a sudden going to fall off, or is this going to be done so incrementally that it's it's going to at least maybe another year, 14 months? Yeah, so I, I would say that at the end of this year, beginning of next year, we should be able to ease gently into that 1% to 3% range that, uh, that the Bank of Canada likes, and that's actually good for the Canadian economy. Uh, remember that interest rate increases take about 12 to 18 months to have their maximum impact. And so the big interest rate increases that came in the summer of 2022 wouldn't hit that maximum impact until the end of this year, beginning of next year. So there's still an entire range of interest rate increases that came in 2022 that haven't fully worked their way through the economy yet. So we're going to see in the coming months that in the absence of any sort of surprises about balloons or uh, ongoing wars and, and disruptions to supply chains, we should see that that number is going to come down uh, smoothly uh, down to that 2% range you know, in 12 months. Well, we're we're looking for light at the end of the tunnel. I think I see it way back. Oh, no, yeah, way way down there. Okay, uh, and we'll hold. I'm not going to hold anybody at anything these days. As I say, if we've one, learned one thing over the last couple of years, it's extraneous factors can pop up at any time and and change this whole dynamic. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us this morning, Moshe. Always a pleasure. Anytime, Moshe Landu, uh, economics lecturer at Concordia University. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on 900 CHML.